Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the RF Generation Playcast. I'm Gregos81, and in this episode, we'll be discussing our game for May 2016. Rockstar Games is no stranger to controversy, and with 2006's Bully, the famed developer drew the ire of the PC police once again. Rich, Steven, and I will explore every aspect of this quirky open-world adventure. Is it just Grand Theft Auto Jr., or does it have enough moxie to stand at the head of the class? Please remember to subscribe to us on YouTube, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. You can listen to the show on Podbean and iTunes. As always, don't forget to log on to rfgeneration.com to join our playthroughs and discuss the amazing games we play together. Thank you as always for listening, and now, on with the Playcast. So this month we decided to play a controversial title from Rockstar Games, and that's kind of a redundancy at this <laughs> no point. No stranger in their to history, controversy. Right? Like, <laughs> what game do they put out that isn't controversial? Um, so I wanted to play Bully because that was a a game that I hadn't played. I haven't played every single Rockstar game, but I've heard that one was really good and. My wife played uh, quite a bit of it. She didn't finish it, but like a few years ago, she got really into it and, you know, told me how good it was. So I wanted to play this game for the playthrough. Um, So I ended up playing it on the 360 Scholarship Mm -hmm. Edition. And uh, with me is Rich and Steven on the segment. And Rich, I know you played it on the original PS2. That's correct. correct. Um, This is the first time I've played Bully. I played it... I think it was about eight years ago, maybe. Um, I think that's right. Well, yeah, yeah, around eight years ago, eight or nine years ago, somewhere uh, not too far from release. Um, and um, yeah, just decided to play through, um, start all over, uh, ignore my earlier save file, and play it again. I was really happy you picked this one. It's a fun game. I enjoyed it. Nice. And Stephen, what format did you play it in? Yeah, I also played the um, Scholarship Edition on the Xbox 360, and uh, I'm kind of speculating that maybe that's not a great port of it, and uh, I haven't played both, so I can't compare, but mm-hmm. maybe we'll we'll talk about it. Maybe me and Rich can uh, sort of discuss the differences, and sure. so we'll see how that goes. That's a bit, bit of the yeah, reason definitely. why I played the PS2 version as well. I, I almost bought the Scholarship Edition, but... I thought a lot of people would probably be playing the newer one, um, you know, with the updated graphics and such. So I wanted to, you know, try to, um, you know, give give some, some something for us to compare it to. So awesome. Um, yeah. Before we go any further, there's just one thing I have to clear the air of is that I wasn't able to complete the game myself. I actually played a, l- a little bit less than halfway through the game and had to youtube the rest of it unfortunately just because of a insane work schedule that uh i'm enduring right now and uh trust me i i don't i don't like this i look i look at my uh 
games beaten in 2016 thread and it's just a barren wasteland there's only like three <laughs> games and one of them was life is strange so uh trust me it hurts me not to be getting my gaming in but uh i feel like i played enough of it to get uh, a good grasp of the gameplay and the mechanics and i did you know watch every story mission so i just wanted to be honest about that and uh you know rich and steven did almost well they played mm-hmm. the game to the credits sure. and uh rich you you mentioned that in the past you've completed the game with the completion percentage in the high mm-hmm. 90s yeah. i think a little over 92 percent original save mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty yeah, crazy yeah. and we'll, we'll kind of talk about why that got it got a little out of hand uh <laughs> for, for me early <laughs> on we'll, we'll get to that of course cool so just a little bit about the game i mean it's it's probably best known for its controversy uh, pre-release. It came out in 2006, originally as a PS2 ex- exclusive, and that's the only platform you could play it on until 2008 when the Scholarship Edition was released for the Xbox 360, Nintendo Wii, and Windows. I'm kind of curious how the Wii version actually plays. I mean... Uh, I didn't even research this. It totally went over my head to even think about the Wii version, but I wonder if there's any like motion controls or anything. I, I mean, it could be graphically a pretty straight port mm-hmm. um, because the hardware is comparable, right. but I'm kind of kicking myself for not looking into yeah, that. I, I think I, I read somewhere that it has like maybe some of the mini games have some motion controls. Oh, wow. Like the, uh, like the, like the, um, uh, the, the circus uh, mini games that you can play. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would, I would figure that. That would be a good opportunity for that. I would think, too, anything with like aiming, any of the parts with aiming, right, and right, you, because yeah. of the lack of buttons on the Wiimote, it would have to have something to do with some pointing, you know, toward the screen. I, I mean, that that's just a guess, but, uh, um, you know, I, I, would, I would think that would have to be the case, right? Yeah, and we also did, there was a, uh, a re-release on the PlayStation 4, mm-hmm. so the, the, the game kind of is perennial and keeps kind of popping up uh, with re-releases since its initial release in 06. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was developed by Rockstar Vancouver, which was uh, you know a wing of Rockstar that only did this game and Max Payne 3. Mm-hmm. Wow. So... That's their. They were absorbed or uh, folded into a different division of Rockstar. Eventually, uh, they developed the Bully using the uh, Vice City engine. Mm-hmm. So, if you're familiar with Vice City, um, you the the physics and and controls are are very similar. Um, so we had the original uh, title was Canis Canum Edit, which uh, we're thinking <laughs> translates to Dog Eat Dog. I know there's some uh, questions about that on the Yeah, I, I searched through several forums. The problem is, is when you put it into like um, the Google Translate, it doesn't translate it. Um, but um, but right. just searching several websites, um, you know, forums and threads, it does translate to Dog Eats Dog. Um, and it was only actually called that for the European and Australian releases. Um, uh, I think that, you know, the term, you know, bully was just something that they didn't want. You know, they wanted to censor it. So decided to go with some Latin. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I guess we could just jump right into the story unless anybody has any more details, release details or anything. Um, unless you want to talk about the pre-release controversy first. It's up to you guys. I'm open for whatever. Okay. I, I mean, I actually couldn't find too much besides that there were some anti-violence uh, groups and anti-bullying groups who really protested the game before it was released solely based on that title and based on basically Rockstar's controversial history, which, I mean, it, it's understandable to me, but the game wasn't out. But <laughs> I could see it both sure. ways. And I think Rockstar wanted it this way because they always do. They 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 push the envelope. They they relish the controversy, I, I think. Yeah, I think one of our members, uh, Schlibby, um, uh, one of our uh, European members, um, mentioned this on the forums and was talking about, you know, um, kind of throwing around the title a little bit of bully and, you know, why that was... Um, you know, changed and, you know, possible reasons why it was changed. And like you said, you know, for me, it's like, you know, Rockstar has a history of being a controversial uh, developer and to put out a game, um, to move away from the, your Grand Theft Auto series, to put out basically a game where you're involving kids, um, you know, in, uh, you know, uh, in violence, um, is definitely going to push the envelope. And, um, I can definitely see how some people, um, would have been a little weary of that, but I think that, you know, overall, and I guess we'll talk about this in detail a little later, but, uh, you know, overall, you know, you're, you're kind of judging a book by its cover, right? And, um, uh, there's, a um, uh, Bully kind of presents a bit of a different message and, and the reason why your, um, why your character does what he does. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's a good way to get into sure. the story because when you start peeling back the layers, you're seeing that is this is not just a violence simulator in the way that people would call Grand Theft Auto a murder simulator, which is that comical moniker that people, you know, some people choose to give violent games. Um, so you you take the role of Jimmy Hopkins. He's your main player character. The opening scene is he is getting enrolled into Bullworth Academy by his mother and stepfather before they go away on a one-year cruise. <laughs> so that kind of sets up why, why he's in this school for a school year. Um, and pretty much instantly you, you realize that you're shown, rather, that there's these classic uh, cliques that uh, social groups that are uh, existing within the school. Uh, so you got the nerds, the, the greasers, the jocks, um, the preppies. Um, and is that all of them? There's, uh, there's the bullies, the jocks, the preppies, the nerds, uh, the greasers, right? Yeah. Yeah. I said the that. townies okay, so later. Yeah. The townies come in a little bit later. Uh, so the main story of the game in a nutshell is Jimmy kind of infiltrating and taking over each one of these groups one by one until he's basically subdued or taking control of each group. But then immediately it goes to his head and people start not liking him. He gets into more trouble with 
the, the people that he thought he kind of had control over. And all the while, get the main villain of the game, Gary, um, is trying to take that control from you. Uh, the game ultimately culminates in a showdown between Jimmy and Gary. And that's uh, what happens at the end of the game. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good synopsis. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty much the... Actually, Chapter 5 is called like the fall and yeah. rise of Jimmy Hopkins. Yeah. So the game is basically the rise and fall and rise of Jimmy Hopkins. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I think the game does a good job... Um, with the introduction and sort of setting up the story because you've got this game called bully and then you, you meet this character called Jimmy Hopkins who's a bit of a smart ass but at the same time you you know he's from a family that doesn't care much about him and he's kind of being thrown from school to school there's seems that there's not like a lot of love at home so you so you do sort of sympathize with him as a character and I think for me at least I feel like the game um, you know even though you've got a kid you're playing as a kid who's kind of rough around the edges um, it, it gives you sort of a sympathetic feel for this character, and it's someone you um, you actually ultimately care about. I mean, I, I don't know how you guys felt about that, but now, Stephen, uh, you want to jump in on your thoughts because uh, I have some very specific thoughts about Jimmy himself, and yeah, I uh, I don't know. I guess I I didn't really find him to be very sympathetic for me personally. I found him very unlikable, um, and I mean, I I. I he gets a little more likable along the way as he's you find out that he's really trying to do the right thing, but he just seems so like over the top angsty. Like every time, uh, you know, people just ask him like a simple question, like, Hey, you're Jimmy, right? And he's just like, he's just like, what do you care? You know, it's like, just, it's a yes or no question. Just answer the question. And yeah, I don't know. I just, his, his attitude uh, kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but, uh, Sure, I can see how he could be considered sympathetic given his situation and how he's just kind of thrown around from school to school and his parents don't, or his mom at least, doesn't seem to uh, care too terribly much for him. But uh, yeah, that's just kind of my thoughts on it. Yeah, he's a bit of a hothead, you know, and the most of the teachers, the teachers for the most part aren't very nice to him. The principal's not nice to him and, you know, coming to a new school, trying to fit in and, um, you know. He definitely has some anger management <laughs> management issues <Yeah. laughs> for sure. But, you know, overall, I, I don't know. Um, to me, he's a, a pretty likable character, uh, you know, and, and at least has a bit of an edge to him uh, where, where it makes it kind of fun to play. And, and does it make you feel so bad about some of your actions, you know? Sure. Yeah, I think for me, I, I saw Jimmy as fitting pretty well in the lineage of rock star main character anti-heroes okay. uh think of like john marston uh from red dead redemption or cj from san andreas or uh tommy tommy Vicetti from vice city like they're all they all have something in their past you know or they're just straight up criminals in the in the case of some of the grand theft auto games so they're not they're not these perfect pure as a driven snow heroes. They, they have their issues. And I think in this game we see like Jimmy Hopkins is a bit of a snot rag, you know, he's a, he's an, <laughs> he's a jerk, you yeah. know, but he's a jerk with a heart of gold as somebody meant, or I think Richie <laughs> mentioned that in the write up. Yeah. Uh, but that's, I, I think he, he's, he's, he fits the, 
the role of the, that rock star anti anti hero like very well. That's a good point. He is uh, he is a bit of an um, uh, sort of a stereotype too of the the um, that cliche stereotype of that kid that gets thrown from like school to school. You know, kind of fits that role very well. Uh, Definitely, and it, his character in that stereotype might be one of the more realistic stereotypes <laughs> in the sure, game. Sure, yeah. Be- because it really is, um, and we talked about this a lot on the forums, like how if it were more realistic, it would might be a little disturbing or inappropriate. But to have the characters be these like cartoonish greasers or the the preppies and the way they talked, and they were really like rather stupid, but used you know, like, uh, complex words, but just in the wrong way. Right. Like it was, um, you know, the, the characters are like kind of over cliched and cartoony, even the, the, the idea itself that there's these social cliques mm-hmm. that are from like a 1950s, like Dennis the Menace cartoon, you know, right. like, Right, I mean the the stereotypes are just they're they're so heavy. Um, but but like you said, I mean if 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 they were done any lighter, I feel like people there's a possibility that people playing this game might get offended. But um, with the with them being so over the top, I, I feel like it, it it smooths it or just sort of evens it out, and um, you know it's not as obvious. Yeah, that that was something that really put me off at first, which mm-hmm. is how. Um, just overly cliche and stereotypical all the clicks were and uh, but I, I do feel like in the end that works in the game's favor because uh, it makes you not sympathize for them they're being jerks you know you take them down and um, you know it's it wrote me the wrong way at first but I, I grew to like it actually yeah were you were you offended about um, were you offended by them making fun of your uh Grottos and uh, goblins cards—is that what it was? No, I just—I uh, <laughs> just found them annoying. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was—I it was, kind of had the same problem with Life is Strange too, because yeah. early on the characters seemed very stereotypical. But it kind of mm-hmm. moved away from that as the game went on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's a lot of um, Stephen. I think that's something you brought up. You know, in the um, on the forums was um, I think a lot of people are having a lot of trouble getting into this game in the first chapter. And it wasn't mm-hmm. until sort of the second chapter where it started to pick up and sort of yeah. move away from those, not move away from those annoying stereotypes, but um, it, it seemed that the game sort of had more of a purpose, um, you know, right. going into the second part of it. And, and, and as a result, those stereotypes became a little more lighthearted as far as humor, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So... I mean, having gone over like the story and the characters, uh, we can get into the gameplay a little bit. There are a ton of gameplay elements in this game, uh, just mechanically and thematically. There's a bunch of genres being mixed. The main bulk of the game is that it's a third-person action game. Uh, it is very similar to Rockstar titles. We mentioned it uses the Vice City engine. But they have to contextualize all the violence. So where in a Grand Theft Auto game, you'd be shooting people with guns. In this game, you use a slingshot. Yeah. Um, in Grand Theft Auto, you would ride around cars. In this game, you have to use a skateboard or a bicycle. Yeah. Or you can run. Uh, but there's no vehicles. Um, and you play through uh, basic story missions 
Uh, a lot of them are things that we know commonly from open world games and specifically GTA games. You have a lot of fetch quests, a lot of escort missions. There's a lot of stealth and uh, there's tons of collect, collecting everything. <laughs> yeah. um, throughout the game, you will acquire and be able to upgrade different weapons. Uh, I mentioned the slingshot. You get marbles that you can use to trip people. You get, a, you get stink itching bombs powder. and <laughs> itching powder. Bottle um, rockets and a potato gun at one point <laughs> late in the game. Yeah. Yep, and you'll uh, you'll also get a camera, which is not a weapon, but that's it's required for certain missions, um, and that's that's a an entirely different mechanic. Um, so it ha- the, so the game has basically uh, a day night cycle, and I mentioned it takes place over the course of an entire year. Mm-hmm. So you're actually playing through a calendar year, and you're also playing a day night cycle where you have to attend classes. So you're on kind of a schedule when you're running around trying to do your missions, uh, classes will start. You have to either get to them on time or if you get caught by the prefects, you will be forced to go to class, but you might lose some of your items. The classes are your typical uh, high school classes. You take biology and English and music and, and all that, but they're played yeah, you complete those by doing mini games. Uh, I'm curious, like, which one of you guys want to talk about some of the mini games? Which ones you liked and didn't like? They're they're pretty different, so maybe we could just talk about our favorite ones and the gameplay involved. Sure. Um, uh, I noticed um some people were talking about some of the uh, classes, and I think um in the in the the PS2 bully. Um, there's a limited number of classes. I think there's only six. There's, um, let's see, there's art, uh, photography, English, uh, chemistry, shop, and uh, I feel like there's one more. Oh, gym. And so those are the only six classes. I'm curious. Um, I noticed that Pam on the forums had mentioned something about geography, and I think when you mentioned something about biology, are those classes that are in the uh, scholarship edition by chance? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that wasn't... I was going to mention one of my favorites was biology, yeah, where you actually thing, yeah. get to dissect oh, animals, wow. which is like kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not in the, uh, the PS2 release. So, um, you know, most of them are... Um, uh, especially Shop was probably my least favorite um, it's yeah. just a series of QTEs, and yeah. uh, one of the, one of the things uh, ask you to roll the thumbstick, and it's always it's not always like responsive. If you roll it too fast or too slow, um, you'll fail. So um, it's a little annoying. Uh, chemistry is another QTE, and it's not as bad. Um, right. But surprisingly, um, having English degrees, English was my worst subject. Trying to make those words. Uh, and um you know oh right I, i've forgotten about that one i had I always i had to start looking them up <laughs> yeah oh wow yeah. yeah i had a really hard time with those two i i failed it the first time <laughs> I, I don't think i could pass english three so uh that that was my my toughest but my um let's see my favorite was uh uh art um, and for two reasons, uh, one is because it was basically just a um, like a kicks clone, which and, and I, I really love that game. And uh, the second reason was uh, the obviously hot for teacher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Yeah. I kind of I had a, nice. I had a hard time with that one at first because I I knew you had to make boxes with the lines, but I I wasn't doing it in the way the game wanted me to, so I always oh, failed okay. it. But uh, I had to look up a YouTube video to see how to actually do it right. But yeah. Yeah, and um, yours I, might have been a little different from what mine was. I mean, mine was just a – you didn't have to make, you know, like straight boxes. You just had to cover area like you would right, like yeah, in a normal but, game of like kicks. Yeah, I'm not really sure what I was trying to do originally, but uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was I was doing it wrong uh, originally. But I actually really like the, um, the gym class. Oh, um, yeah. Particularly the dodgeball mini mm-hmm. game you would play. I thought that was fun. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. The wrestling one, you'd learn nice. a few more moves, right? A yeah. few more fighting moves, and you can also learn fighting moves by uh, delivering transistors to the hobo that lived behind the school bus, which was a lot of fun. That guy was awesome. And then, uh, yeah, if you, that, give that's... Him, if you give him all the transistors, he like I don't know, he teleports away or something. What does he do? Uh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't able to find. Oh them man, all. yeah, I definitely he, didn't get them all. Oh, man, yeah, uh, yeah, he does something kind of weird. He <laughs> makes like a. It almost looks like a he's getting sucked up into a UFO or something like that happens. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. What was yeah, your what was your favorite game, Sean? I think you know, like I said, I, I like the biology mm-hmm. a lot and I like the concept of the English, yeah. even though it made me feel stupid. <laughs> like I like doing like word jumbles and like you feel sure. great when you find a word, you know what I mean? But I uh there was a was there a music class, Stephen, in, in ours? Or because yeah. I yeah, remember doing music, music, but I know there were like side missions that involved it. But yeah, that was just a, a rhythm mm-hmm. mini game, like pulling the uh, left and right triggers to shake the maracas or whatever. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So that that one was I don't know I don't I don't know if I liked it, but that one might have been different. Uh, from yeah, the older I, I, version. I didn't really like like that one. I, for some reason, I felt like. Um, the the hit boxes were kind of off. I don't know. Sometimes, most of the time, I felt like I hit the notes, and and sometimes it would say that I missed them. Uh, so. The lag is real, bro. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just me. I don't. Know. Maybe I'm not as good at it as I think I am. But uh, who knows? Yeah, and and yeah. I guess we should say the classes. You didn't have to attend the classes. Um, um, you know, there's always punishment if you got caught while class was in session. It would you, you'd have a truancy that would flash up, and that you'd be a uh, suspect to um, any of the um, the school administrators um, could track you down um, if you didn't run away from them. And also, the police would get you for skipping class uh, if you went to town. So, uh, did yeah. you guys skip a lot, or uh, did you guys go to a lot of classes? Did you try to attend when you could? Yeah, I I tried to always go to the classes in the morning and that's something that also kind of put me off early in the game was i i was really put off by the like the schedule constraint of the game because mm-hmm. but agree. once i kind of figured out how to like budget my time and basically what i would try to do is like when when i first got up in the game at 8 a.m i would try to do a mission and you don't really have time for that you'll miss your right. classes so i had to just yeah. learn to just do the classes in the morning and then do my missions afterwards and then i started enjoying the game a lot more yeah, yeah, and that was me too. I feel like that's probably why the game became more enjoyable as you went through it because once you pass a class five times, you don't have to go to that class anymore. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you have more time to do missions. So the game becomes more mission-based. Like you said, at the beginning of the game, you're going to so many classes and trying to get upgrades and, and that sort of thing um, that 
you know, you only have your evenings um, to, mm-hmm. to do missions and you can only usually get about sometimes only one mission in an evening and you just kind of rinse right. and repeat and that becomes a little tiresome. Uh, but once you pass the classes, you've got a little more leniency and uh, avail- availability to sort of explore, uh, which which makes the game more enjoyable, in my opinion. Uh, if it would have been like one class in the morning or something like that till lunch, um, I feel like the game might have been a little more enjoyable than, than trying to do two a day. Because you can't do anything between classes either, except maybe one of those quick money grab quests, right? Right. Yeah, if you try to do like a main mission, you'll you'll miss that second class. Right. Right, so because I, the game I tried does to do that early on, and yeah. I would miss, always miss the class. Yeah. Yeah. So another part of that day-night cycle is the actual night at two a.m. You're pretty much forced to <laughs> to crash, as we have in our notes here. Um, I guess he's just so tired he'll just pass out at two a.m. Yeah, I didn't have that happen in this playthrough, but I remember the first time I played this game, I did crash a few times. Um, which, which is which is just kind of funny. Around one o'clock, you start like your head starts going down. You get a little bit slower, and you start getting kind of slumpy. And uh, but at two a.m., as soon as it hits two a.m., man, you just fall over wherever you're at. <laughs> that yeah, that didn't actually happen to me, but I came very close once or twice. I mean, with like within five you know minutes on the end game clock, you know, yeah, I was yeah, I cut it very close. Yeah. Yeah, so so one way or another, you end up back in your dorm room every day, which is basically your home base. Uh, again, in, in the vein of GTA, it's like your house in GTA. You can save, you can uh, change your clothes, your hairstyle. Uh, sometimes you... Well, there's a lot of missions that are triggered in the dorm mm-hmm. building, but um, you can you know save your game and sleep in the mm-hmm. dorm. Um and yeah, so that's, I mean, there are so many things going on in the game for gameplay itself. Uh, we didn't even mention, I mean, I mentioned collectathons as part of a mission structure, but there's uh, rubber bands and uh, there's all kinds of other stuff uh, around the world. Breaking Gnomes like, is one of them. Uh, the right. I didn't even know. Grottos and, was it Grottos <laughs> and Gremlins or Grottos and Goblins cards? There's the collectibles. Um, yeah, there, there's several like, um, you know, uh, collectibles in the game and like little small, you know, kind of side missions that are really uh, kind of neat and sort of add to the game. Do, do you know if you get anything special if you find like, say, all 75 rubber bands or you actually complete any of those? I have no idea, um, but but I do know that um, I would assume you, you would. You, you get outfits and stuff just for just doing simple missions sometimes. And mm-hmm. some of it's even like you, you'll get new outfits for just running. Like if you've covered so much ground in the game, you'll you'll just get something or so go so far on a bike, you know you'll you'll get special outfits and stuff. But I I'm sure it goes towards your hundred okay. percent, and and I'm sure you do yeah. get something for it. I, I would imagine. Um, Those, but, uh, I don't know. I, I noticed there were because um, playing on the Xbox 360 version, there were achievements for um, riding the bike so many. Oh, kilometers okay. and, and running so far so i guess those are linked to those outfits i didn't actually get those but, yeah uh, and that's that's one of the things about this game and I, and I wanted to mention that since we're kind of on it um that was one of the things that really this is probably the first game that i ever played um because i between college and um uh, graduate school i didn't play a lot of video games when i was in graduate school and then um my wife and I got married and moved into a house, and I ended up buying a PS2, and I hadn't had a system 
um, in forever. Uh, and, and I think the PS3 was probably almost out when I got a PS2, if not already out. And um, um, it, this was one of the first games I had played on my PS2. And um, it was probably one of the first games that I played that had like extreme like collectibles. Do you know what I mean? Um, that was mm-hmm. like a, yeah. a big thing um, in this game. And I, I got really obsessed with it, you know, finding all these things and, um, you know, finishing all these min- missions, just um, running around different parts of town just to see if I could see like a, uh, a blue X coming at me so I could just, you know, finish another mission mm-hmm. and, and just really exploring. That's funny because we talk about how I'm usually the completionist mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't really f- feel compelled to do that stuff in this game. Yeah. And similarly, um, like the GTA games I've always had like collectibles. I never really got, went out of my way to find those either yeah. uh, in those games. And, and I'm not much of a, a fan of collectibles now, but I think at the time for me it was so new um, that mm-hmm. um, it was sort of exciting, you know, and, you know, um, as, as part of my personality to be, you know, kind of a completionist. Uh, you know, with newer games, I've just, you know, just kind of, you know, don't want to invest that much time into finding all these yeah. small things, you know, and achievements. I, I don't concern myself with those things. But um, back then for the time, you know, it, it was it was pretty it was new to me. And so it was uh, something I got really obsessed with and thought was a pretty cool thing about the game. Um, mm-hmm. And um, uh, I also want to mention that Sean said something about, you know, how your um your the boys dorm is sort of your main place to like sleep and things like that but you also um if you do like the challenges which are noted by like the red stars there's usually one for every chapter um you if you do that uh, mission you actually earn a crash pad um i'm assuming that was in you guys game as well is that correct yeah yeah okay uh yeah, yeah oh yeah, were- yeah i know what you're talking about yeah, they were in the game. I I, uh, I unlocked them all, but I never found myself using them. I always went back to the dorm. Yeah, I used a few of them. I think I used some um, when it would kind of get late at night. Um, I think I used the towny crash pad a few times, and then I used the one for the jocks out near the football stadium um, a few times on some of the later missions, but that's about it. I didn't use the beach house, the preppy beach house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think, that's, I, I think I saved in that one one time, and that's the only time I ever yeah. used any of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things I really liked about the dorm room and speaking of collectibles, did you notice like around the dorm room, like every time you would complete like a, um, a mission, you would like something would be added to your dorm room. Yeah. Well, I mainly noticed the, uh, the, the pictures of the girls. Yeah. Um, uh, there's the, like the, so it's like the bat cave. Yeah. Basically. There's a, there's a <laughs> panty raid where that you, you, uh, yeah. tack a pair of thongs on your wall and, uh, uh, there's a, one at the carnival where you win a big stuffed bear, and then um, uh, mo- most of the most of the missions have something as like a collectible that kind of shows up in your room, and so you can kind of see that and think back, oh yeah, I got that from that mission, or I got that from you know this other mission, I, which I think is really cool. I really like that touch to the game. There's a there's a lot of things in this game, and I think uh, Schlibby, one of our members, sort of pointed it out. Uh, the game has an amazing sort of attention to detail, even as a as a PS2 game. Um, you know, you can do things like wedgies, you can uh, cram people in lockers, start food fights, slide down banisters. Um, so there, there's all these like small things that I feel like they didn't have to put in the game, but they, they did to give it kind of that, uh, um, really neat sort of, um, uh, prep school or kind of high school atmosphere, you know, I think you can even give people swirlies in the toilet, so. 
first. Right. I, didn't, I didn't see that. <laughs> if you get them in the bathroom, I think you can you can grab them, and uh, that that becomes one of your uh, uh, QTE like sort of options, your button options. So, hmm. yeah, let's move. Nice. Yeah. Damn, I think there was something. Oh, I wanted to say about the dorm that either one of you guys got into. I forget the name of it because I played it very early on. The arcade game that was in the little lounge. Yes, there. I did. <laughs> the, the like one button racing yeah. game with with shooting. That was I. I don't know, like a frustrating and annoying, but strangely addictive. Mm. Like I ended up playing quite a bit of that game. And again, another little. I love games within games. Yeah. What what a cool thing when that happens. And this one was like, ugh, irksome, <laughs> but you couldn't put it down. Yeah, I don't know if you guys like. Yeah, that. I, uh, well, I'm, I'm sorry. You want you're gonna say something? Oh no, no, no. I was just gonna say it was fun. It reminded me of like Galaxy Five Thousand or uh, RC Pro Am or something like that. You know, it was it was pretty fun. That was a fun. I think I made it to like the fourth level, and that was as far as I got. I didn't try to beat any of the games, and I don't know if you got anything for that or not. So. Yeah, I, I tried to play the racing game one time, and uh, dur- during that uh, that little play session, my my game actually froze. Oh, no. I had to, I had to <laughs> you know, like a hard lock up. I had to turn off the system, and I never touched it again. So <laughs> no more of that. That was my experience. With it. But I think there are like f- at least four that I counted. At least four arcade games around. There was there was the one that you had to play, like the sumo game that you had to play for the uh, the nerds challenge. Right. Um, and, and there were a few more, they were usually at those crash pads. Um, there yeah. was usually at those an arcade machines, crash pads. Um, and maybe, I don't know if there are any at the carnival or not. I can't remember, but, uh, I remember there was one where you play as a monkey and you have to keep eating the bananas or something. <laughs> yeah. That's a cool, like, like Sean said, I always appreciate those things. These little small touches, these little mini games and things that are added to games. And, um, I just thought it was pretty amazing. Just there's something on PS2 to have that much stuff in it uh you know it's kind of neat yeah uh before we move uh away from gameplay i wonder uh how did you how did you guys feel about the controls uh given the the many different aspects of gameplay uh there's some i mean there's third person shooting and platforming and there's first person shooting and there's rhythm games and there's you know, vehicle and skateboarding. Uh, I felt like I just wanted to uh, reiterate something that somebody, I, I think we keep bringing up Schlibby, but Schlibby had some great commentary yeah, in this thread for this playthrough. So he gets all the, all the credit for saying, you know, putting in some really good input here. But that, uh, you know, to run or, or use a skateboard, you had to pretty much mash on the A button to uh, to go the fastest and, and remain at full speed. And uh, I think it was he that said, like, I miss the, the cars of GTA for that reason. Yeah. So, so I wonder, uh, you know, how did, how did you guys feel about the controls? Was there anything that was, you know exceedingly great or exceedingly good or were you just finding like oh okay this is first person controls now or this is platforming now like i I think you guys are probably going to be able to speak to a little better than i am i mean for me um having played the game before um it was no pun intended like riding a bike you know i mean um you just kind of uh, kind of go back to it you know and it was it was fairly 
it felt very comfortable to me because it was something I'd played before, something I was used to. Um, I, I didn't get annoyed like a, a lot of people got annoyed by having to press the button um, several times, and it just, I don't know, kind of felt natural to me, but um, I could see like how someone like Schlibby or, or, or even you guys might be annoyed uh, by that. Um, yeah, I guess Steven. I would, yeah, I would agree with Schlibby that I did miss the cars from GTA. Um, that was always one of my favorite aspects of uh, the GTA games was driving around and playing a game that's very similar to that, but is missing that aspect is kind of detracted from the experience a bit but you know i got used to it and uh you know learned to use the skateboard and the bike i didn't really have a problem with uh, mashing on the a button though for mm -hmm. to, to go fast um, that wasn't really something that bugged me but mm -hmm. there was one thing and i feel like this might be exclusive to the version i played um the xbox 360 version and i don't know if, if sean you encountered this uh with your time with the game but uh um, if I was moving throughout the environment and I tried to rotate the camera, mm -hmm. it would completely like jack up my movement controls. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I don't know. Does that happen in the PS2 game also? Yeah, it, it's a little backwards sometimes when you try to, when you're running and you try to, um, you know, change, um, your view. Um, it, it does kind of mess up a lot. You best just to kind of keep going forward and, um, you know, kind of keep, you know, just move your body to change your field of vision. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Because I had to just train myself not to uh, yeah. rotate the camera while I was moving, which is something I've never encountered in a third person game before. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really weird. Uh, is it, like because if I if I was moving, trying to head to a certain place and I rotated the camera just to look around, my character would just end up running around in circles until I stopped trying to move. Uh it was it was really weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I didn't I don't remember having any major problems with the camera control, like messing up my control. But I did find that I I didn't like I wasn't satisfied with how high or low I could actually pitch the camera. Uh, I found the like left to right movement was fine. I think I might have had some trouble, but I don't I don't remember anything major. Mm -hmm. But I I remember not being able to like pitch the camera low as low or high as I wanted to, but I think that's like a super nitpick on my part. Like the camera's not bad, really. Well, the the thing is, and this is probably what you were experiencing, Sean, and and something that I had totally forgot about with the controls, especially with the camera. Instead of trying to push it up, what you, what you have to do is there's actually control setting for that. Once you pick the camera, if you press up on the D pad, not the stick you go into camera mode and then you could pan it up wherever you want to. Same with like your weapons, like the slingshot, you can pan it up as high as you want and you can actually zoom it in. Okay. Um, I actually got stuck on chapter three because I forgot about that and I had to go to a guide to look up. I'm like, I can't pass these things because I, I can't, I can't aim uh, correctly. Um, I can't, um, you know, focus my camera. It was that. It was the mission where uh, you're going to find uh, Lola is cheating on. Um, I, I can't think of the guy's name. Uh, Johnny. Johnny. And um, I kept having to get too close to them to take pictures, and they would always catch me. Well, you can, you can zoom and focus your camera um, if you go into that uh, that mode where you press up on the D-pad. And I kept failing that, and uh, I had to. I went online to look it up, you know, to see if I could, you know, figure out how to aim better, and uh, uh, figured it out, um, you know, through a thread. And I was like, oh my gosh, this would have been so much easier 
you know, had I been able to do that. And I think that was, that's sort of how they compensated for like firing like your slingshot or your camera and aiming and stuff like that was pressing up. Uh, and once you learn that, it becomes um, a much easier game. It's actually, it's actually a nice touch to the game. So. I see. Yeah. Another thing that was, you know, that <laughs> yeah. that was present in, in uh, Grand Theft Auto as well was those different camera types. Yeah. I should have I should have figured that, but yeah, I never experimented with with using yeah. those. And just kind of to go back a second to vehicles about bikes and skateboards and things like that. I just wanted to say mm-hmm. I really like the feel of like the skateboard. I mean, it felt like you were on a skateboard, like when you're trying to steer, and and the bike the same way. Um, I really liked how the different bikes had like different handling and different controls like your mountain bike it wouldn't jump but it it controlled really well uh your bmx bikes you could just sky on those things you could just do huge bunny hops i'd always try to jump over cars to see if i can you know clear cars and things like that and you know doing 360s in the air off the top of the steps you know down to the football stadium and just you know just being goofy with the game having a lot of fun um, but, but I really like the controls of, um, the different vehicles in the game though. You know, you didn't get to drive around cars and things like that. I think they did a good job of, um, really mixing it up and, uh, um, you know, giving just sort of individual properties, um, nice properties to these vehicles that were actually in the game. So I just, I did want to mention that. So I don't know how you guys feel about it though. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't really have a problem with any of that stuff at all. I wanted to ask though, cause I, I assume you might have played around with this, but I uh, mm-hmm. I heard that there were go karts in the game. I think somebody mentioned them on the forums, and so they were a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't I didn't uh, even see where there were go karts in the game. Uh, I think someone was talking about in the carnival. I think there might have been like bumper cars or something like that. Um, I know there was a lawnmower um, missions, um, but uh, no, I I didn't I didn't find any go karts or get to those either. So um, hmm. just trying to play through the game and 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 finish uh, finished on the thirtieth. So I, I'm lucky to have finished it all with the birth of my third child. So <laughs> like to say a little thank you to my wife yeah. for that for allowing me to finish this game this month, <laughs> <laughs> giving me some time. Yeah, you're making me look like a freaking schmo. <laughs> I I just oh, I got a lot of work. I can't play the game. This guy's over here having babies and finishing the game in like two weeks. <laughs> uh, it wasn't easy. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> um so well i guess if, if you if you if you guys don't have any extra things to talk about there's so many gameplay mm-hmm. elements but if you want to get into the graphics and sound um like i was saying like steven and i playing the 360 we got a little bit of an enhanced version uh-huh. an hdified okay. version and we've already talked about the the graphical detail the little touches uh-huh. uh i i really this is a very lush yes. world i I can't believe it was originally a PS2 game, and I, I might be wrong, but I think it's it's way more detailed than Grand Theft Auto 3 and Vice City. Maybe not San Andreas. San Andreas was a big leap forward as far as you know, graphical fidelity and, and intricacy of detail uh, visually, but I, I feel like Bully is kind of a step up from at least Vice City. Yeah, it's, so, it's been know. so long since I've played those games. You're probably right. Um, yeah, and I say that just because this game came out a few years later than those games. So I'm sure they, uh, you know, had time to polish those things and, and uh, you know, add to the engine and put those types of things in there. 
Uh, yeah, and I think because it's a smaller world right, too, yeah. it's it's still a pretty big world, and it's a, it's an open world game in in, in a true sense mm-hmm. for sure. But I think rather than looking at a, a massive scale first and detail second, they were able to kind of condense the world a little bit and and work on that detail, mm-hmm. and it really shows, especially on the on the and you know the remaster. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, I was to be honest. Uh, I mean, I haven't obviously I haven't seen what you guys played, but the attention to detail, even for a PS2 game, is is pretty outstanding. Um, you know, I mean, just you know, the different divisions of the city, um, just the way those change and um, take on um, almost take on the stereotypes of the characters and the people that live in them as well. You know, like when you go to um, uh, the place where the greasers are, you know, there's a lot more bums and dogs and, you know, uh, auto, uh, cars and, you know, things like that jacked up. And so, um, it, the, the detail really takes, uh, gives the, um, the areas a sort of a persona of their own. And it, it's really, it's really cool. It's really nice. Yeah, definitely. And I like, I like things that, kind of look like they do in real life like we talked about the carnival mm-hmm. a lot and the the shooting gallery mm-hmm. looked looks so good i mean the the little cardboard targets moving back and forth and the motion that they were put into <laughs> was very uh kind of within that same kind of realm of detailed cartoonish realism yeah that we were kind of discussing with the with the characters and everything else it, it, it all really blends together quite well yeah i wish i'd had more time to spend at places like the carnival i think i played like one carnival game just to you know just to finish the mission that i was working on or whatever um and i just played mm-hmm. the same one over and over i think it would have been nice to to have been like you could only like win a game one time and you had to move on to another game you know or, or something of that nature would have been cool but um, you know, I, I blame myself more for not taking the time to really check everything out. You know, and there's just some really, really cool stuff going on throughout the game. And like you said, just, just so much detail, so much to do. It's just, I don't know. I, I keep saying it's shocking. I mean, I, I, the PS2 is a fairly modern system, but I think for me, you know, at the time when I first played, it was just shocking at how much there was and how much there was to do in that game. Um, yeah, definitely. Now the music, on the other hand, well, no, actually, the music is great. The music is great. It's 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 rock. It's jazz. It's it's bebop. It's it's very cool. There's just one problem with the music, and it goes like this: do 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 do, and it does that. Uh, forever, and it makes you want to turn off the system. <laughs> yeah, the loops are a little short. The music's great, like you said, but um, it, yeah. it's just in such small loops that it, um, you know, it, it gets old fairly quick. A lot of it's reused a lot, uh, but um, th- there's there's quite a variety of it depending on what you're doing. Yeah, they're definitely, and it's and like we said, year-round calendar. During the, the Christmas season, the, the game is filled with Christmas yep. music, uh, you know, Halloween, the same kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Steven, how, how does our resident metalhead feel about all this cool <laughs> jazz and bebop in this game? Um, 
man, I'm having a really hard time recalling any music other than that main theme. Uh, yeah. I, I, I feel like I didn't really notice it most of the time, honestly. I I don't know. I, I, I really just, I don't have uh, much to say about that, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I was keeping my sound yeah. down quite a bit, trying not to wake up the baby. So. <laughs> Plus, a lot of it, I feel like, is kind of buried behind everything else yeah. that's going on, too. Yeah, uh, so not really paying much sure. attention. Sure, and to I it. think we've said this on the show before. If if music is just there and you don't pay attention to it and you don't notice it, that's not always the worst thing in the yeah, world. Right. Yeah. Right. If it's if it's not annoying, you're you're a step ahead already. It, yeah, it doesn't so. stand out either as good or bad. So. Right. So, so there was a, a little bit of the annoying thing, but. F- but the music, for the most part, was definitely good. The loops were just too repetitive. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, so the voice acting, um, I think I think the voice acting w- was good. I think it. I think Rockstar has a pretty mm-hmm. good standard for for good voice acting, and I don't think this game was any a, a exception to that. I think it, the. The, the comedy, maybe, the, the comedic timing, the delivery mm-hmm. might not be perfect, but it never is in these games. Yeah. Uh, but the actual performances were pretty uh, nothing to complain about. Yeah, I agree. I, I think some of the dialogue was a little off sometimes. It wasn't as great as it could have been in, in places. For the, Overall, it was great, uh, but I, I thought the voice acting was good. I, I, I thought, you know... Uh, the the voices really fit with the characters you know that they were applied to and and when you go through the credits i mean it's crazy because you realize like even these like you would see all these names in the credits and none of these names would be repeated like you know a lot of times with voice actors you know they'll do two or three you know if not more uh voices but it seemed like every character had their own distinctive uh persona and own, own distinctive uh voice um, even down to like the smallest kids, the little kids, you know, every, every character, and there are a lot of characters in this game, um, had a, uh, had a different voice actor. So that was, that was pretty amazing to me. Yeah, definitely. Steven, did you enjoy the, the voice acting? Any, any favorites or least favorite performers or? Uh, I, I couldn't really name any favorites. I didn't have any problems with the voice acting. I thought it was good all around. Um, uh, you know, some of the voices were really goofy, but that's kind of by design because of the kind of characters you have in this game. And uh, like Rich said, I thought those goofy voices fit the goofy characters and it all worked really well together. So I, I thought it was really well done. Come on, man. Everybody knows what the best voice is in this game. Russell Dude, Smash! <laughs> 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 that was my uh, four-year-old son's favorite character. I can't believe I let them watch me play this game some, but uh, oh, that's uh, funny. <laughs> they loved Russell. They thought Russell was the best character ever. <laughs> I liked Russell, too. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Um, so I actually, now that, since we're bringing up the voice acting and the, the cinematic aspect of this, I want to digress a little bit. Um, this game is actually... Uh, set in the same universe as the Grand Theft Auto mm-hmm. games. So we have a little bit of the humor of Grand Theft Auto, but I, I man, in my head I have like five different things I want to say right now, so let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's see if I can get this out right. So I want to touch on how the humor is not 
it's still not great, but it's a little bit, it's just, it's so slightly higher brow than an actual GTA game. Mm-hmm. And also that even though it's set in the GTA universe, it doesn't necessarily feel like that to me. And we've, we've touched on a lot of elements that like the music, the jazz music, the, the clicks, the classic clicks and everything. This, this whole game to me felt like something that could be set in like the 50s or 60s. And I really think they, they had to be going for that vibe. There's almost like a, there a lot of the aesthetic of this game, just the feeling of it reminded me of the movie A Christmas Story, which <laughs> takes place in the 60s. <laughs> Like, don't you got? are you with me or am I just crazy? Uh, no, on I think so. I mean, I, I think you, you bring up a good point. I mean, I think one of the uh, the biggest, the greasers are kind of a, a, a strange stereotype that you, you don't feel like really exists in modern day. Right. There's no greasers anywhere. <laughs> Not like that. Like, I don't know, man. There's, there's haircuts are coming back though, right? Are they? I'll get one. <laughs> i sort of have one was it the pompadour yeah it's a big thing now yeah but uh but yeah i I think you're right i think you you're touching on something good i mean it's and and you know like oh i guess kind of what you stereotypically think about is like a nerd you know with the black black rim glasses you know and the you know that take on that persona i mean that's that's not you know, I mean, traditionally, that's the way they're personified in movies, you know, set like in the 50s and 60s or, you know, when you watch Back to the Future, which I watched recently, you know, that that's sort of how they're personified. Um, although black rim glasses are cool, too, now. Right. Apparently. So <laughs> what do I know? Totally. Yeah. No, I, I just wanted to touch on that because, of course, you know, there are many re- you know, many ways to see that this game does, in fact, taste take place in the modern day i just felt like just that overall feel is it just has like this classic you know leave it to beaver kind of like a demented leave it to beaver (laughs) kind of (laughs) motif to it yeah if if that makes sense i can see that And, and and what you were saying too about like how this game doesn't really feel like a part of that um um grand theft auto universe i get that too i get that feeling too I mean, and I feel like this game sort of stands on its own. I never felt like playing it. I knew I was playing something that was developed by the same company um, that that developed the the Grand Theft Auto series, but at no point did I ever feel like I was playing a Grand Theft Auto game or that this was some like small part of that universe, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. I, I feel like... The other Grand Theft Auto games m- mesh with each mm-hmm. other quite well. And, I mean, they have characters, shared characters and shared locations and stories and everything. So it's it's rather obvious that they're all interconnected. Whereas Bully, th- there might have been some of that. If there was, I either missed it or it just went over my head, you know, like, because there's not like radio stations. You would... You, I don't know, Stephen. Uh, I don't know if you're more of an expert on the on the whole universe or whatever than I am, but I wasn't seeing too many. Like, oh yeah, like that's that's a reference to that guy from Grand Theft Auto Vice City. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I didn't find myself see, seeing or say, or hearing any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've played like every GTA game since GTA Three, and I I didn't uh, recognize anything from that I recognized to be from GTA in this in this game. 
Um, I, I had no idea it was supposed to take place in the same universe until I, I think you guys posted it in, in the notes or in the forum or something, but uh, I was surprised to hear that. Yeah, that's interesting. So, you want to take the, the listener question that we got? Yeah. We're kind of odds and ends at this point. Um, yeah, so Buried on Mars asks on Twitter, uh, since we were talking about all the side missions and uh, side activities that you could do, uh, he asked, did you mow any lawns in Bully while your real-life lawn needed <laughs> mowing? <laughs> and I'm just going to say, my real-life lawn always needs mowing. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's my answer. <laughs> I, did, I didn't mow any lawns uh, this time in the game. I was, I was just trying to finish the game, so I didn't, I didn't really play any cash missions other than I did two rounds of the, um, uh, the paper delivery. Um, just because my kids were in the room and uh, I thought it'd be neat to do that. And that was like a really cool, if not better version than Paperboy. Pretty easy, but a lot of fun. So did any of you guys do any of the lawnmower stuff? I I think I did it like twice. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't recall if at the time if my lawn needed mowing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't find it particularly interesting. I, I would have had more fun mowing my own lawn, to be honest. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, did, I did the paper boy. Actually, I think I did all the paper delivery missions. Yeah. Um, What'd you get for that? Nice. I, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> an achievement. Yeah, yeah. I think you do get an achievement, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for the question, Buried on Mars. And you... Listeners can ask us questions on Twitter at RFG Playcast or on Facebook or come on on the forums, rfgeneration.com. Get on those forums, ask us questions, and we'll definitely address them for sure. Thank you, Buried on Mars, for the question. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, 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 the ending itself uh, we have here, just from a story and a gameplay perspective, I, I also wanted to talk about Gary uh, himself, and I wanted to throw out some something out there about Gary as an antagonist, and just tell me if I'm way off base, if I missed something, uh, or if I'm not reading in, enough into it. I feel like Gary's character was a little flat, and his one character trait is basically cause, causing mischief by saying that somebody said something about somebody else <laughs> right and that seems to be how jimmy's always get running having run-ins with people is because gary said that jimmy said something about right. them yeah he's is that fair or is that uh, he's very uh, manipulative. Uh, too simple yeah yeah think, he even manipulates jimmy at the beginning yeah i mean obviously he has jimmy working for him at the beginning um, totally but I, th I think there's there's a phrase that's um repeated throughout uh gary you're a psychopath <laughs> so uh i think he is a bit of a psychopath i mean i think he you know enjoys um you know even you know the principals and the teachers say nothing but good things about him so he does put on quite a bit of a show uh to impress people and so i, I think a lot of people do believe him because of that uh but uh, you know as jimmy you kind of um is jimmy and Petey, um the the other sort of character in the game you you kind of see you know who what Gary's true colors are and what his motive is throughout the game. But I'm glad you brought him up because uh, he, he is a very essential character in this game. Oh yeah, totally. And the final showdown uh, is with him. And yeah. 
Uh, boy, you, you pro- Rich, you could probably talk about this best. You finished it most recently, yeah. or or Stephen. Uh, you know, I just kind of watched it. it Look pretty uh, intense, climbing the scaffolding and avoiding the the, the obstacles, yeah. and it's it seemed like a good a good end boss. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what uh, definitely fill us in on that. Well, um, you've you've got. I, I guess you guys have noticed you've got two sorts of missions in the game. You have one that. Um, if you fail a mission, you have to start it all over from the beginning. And then you have these missions that if you fail, you only have to start over at some point in the mission. Which are the ones I like best. Because <laughs> starting an entire mission could mean like traveling to the other side of town just to start it. Um, right. And, and this, um, and Steven, you correct me if I'm wrong, but basically the ending is sort of a sequence of like maybe like three events. Um, three sort of longer events, and then a final like confrontation with Gary. Um, and, and among these events, um, you know, as you mentioned, Chapter Five is the rise and fall of Jimmy Hopkins. Everybody hates Jimmy because Gary's been spreading all these rumors and creating chaos. And so, basically, everything you've done um, up to this point has sort of been broken down, and you have to go in and, oddly enough. Um, you know, as as someone who's trying to do everything that's right and has a heart of gold, uh, the way you the way you make change at this school is through violence and enforcing violence. Um, as the bully, I mean, that's basically what you do. You become the head bully uh, to take over this school. And um, once again, you're called to go in. You and Russell and go in and just uh, find the heads of the gangs and trash them, beat them up, and then. Uh, it ends up in this sort of final showdown with um, um, Gary and uh, Stephen. I'm I'm interested to hear like kind of what your take is on the the final battle with Gary. Um, I I thought it was pretty well done. You uh, like Sean mentioned, you're climbing some scaffolding. Gary's kind of mm-hmm. throwing some some uh, projectiles at you. You have to dodge, and mm-hmm. um, it sort of uh, culminates in this in a fist fight with with gary and uh, i think uh after an entire game of dealing with him you're pretty happy to um punch him in the face uh, <laughs> but uh yeah i think one thing we we didn't mention though is kind of important is you actually get expelled from the school shortly sure, before yeah. this and which mm-hmm. i thought i thought was kind of odd because i hadn't finished like all the classes yet uh-huh. and i was like well now i can't do the classes anymore because i'm expelled right but uh after um after you beat gary uh he mm-hmm there's a I guess a very James Bond part where he's sort of uh describing his whole plan and the principal apparently overhears it and mm-hmm. uh he and he uh you know knows I don't know what they do with Gary actually I think lock <laughs> yeah, him the, up somewhere the, I guess but uh, yeah the Bond villain yeah <laughs> spilling his guts you yeah. know yeah yep. and so you, you you basically drag Gary out and then uh, the game basically you roll through the credits and then you get what's called mm-hmm. endless summer um, which is basically you can go back and do all the collectibles, take the classes, do whatever you need to do to uh, 100% the game, which which I think is neat. It's really cool that they allow you to do that. You don't just have to uh, yeah. sort of stop. You know, like a lot of games, you have to like save your game before you go fight the last boss and then do all your stuff, get your collectibles. But I think that Endless Summer is kind of a nice touch. I really like the way they did that in this game. And I don't know of any others that do that, but again, I, I haven't played as many modern games as you guys have. 
Yeah, I feel like most open world games give you like a post game free roam mode to kind of mm-hmm. clean up. I know one yeah. notable exception is Fallout Three. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, once you. Uh, it's funny. I was actually going to say New Vegas because that also just ends and you're done. Oh, okay. Guys, know. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think. Or I will, is that the? I know three. Oh my games. god, I'm going to get killed on the forum <laughs> I, if I'm I, confusing I it for three or. <laughs> I know for a fact Fallout Three just ends at the at the end. You can't go back and do anything. Okay. I don't really remember about New Vegas, okay. and I think I'm pretty sure Fallout. Yeah, Fallout Four lets you uh, go back and do anything you want to do. Yeah, I almost feel like that's uh that's the standard for an open world kind of yeah. open. It's open. You should be able to keep right. playing, sure. you know. It shouldn't just end. So, yeah, that's that's a a great addition to this game. And and the Grand Theft, the Grand Theft Auto games that I've beaten are like that. I haven't finished them all, but yeah, the ones I have, you can just keep going and doing your yeah. thing. So, well, speaking of Grand Theft Auto, unless you guys have any other major points you want to talk about, um, I actually, well, first I want to go over the participants because I totally uh, just skimmed right over that in the beginning. So thank you, Beauchamp, Disposed Hero, who is Steven on the air here, Dougley007, Gregos, which is myself, Metal Fro, Monkeys19, our good friend Pam, uh, the aforementioned Schlibby, thanks again for being awesome on this thread, and our very own single banana, which is rich on the air right here. There ain't no stopping uh, Jimmy Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, as always, for everybody who uh, participated here. This is uh, this is great, and uh, so yeah, I want to wrap it up with. Uh, I don't know how how rich is going to be on this question, but maybe Stephen could help me out here. As far as where Bully stands amongst Rockstar's other titles, and we actually, we've played Max Payne 3 as a past playthrough, and I've played almost every major Rockstar game, not all to completion, but, uh, you know, I've at least played a good amount of all of them, and I've heard... I can't quote anybody. I couldn't find the actual people who have said this, but I've heard people, personalities and journalists saying that Bully is like secretly the best Rockstar game that there is uh, because of the things that we've discussed, the actual depth, the themes, um, the, you know, just attention to detail gameplay wise and visually and musically and, and, and everything we've talked about. There are people who would contend that Bully is actually Rockstar's best game. Uh, I would disagree, but I, I'll kick it over to you guys first, and I'll kind of explain why I feel the way I do. I'll, I'll start since I have probably the least to say about that. Um, the only thing that I can compare it to is I've played uh, GTA 3. Um, that was a game, um, as, I, as I said before, I think on the forums and and. Um, you know, on the podcast, I, I'm not opposed to like the themes and, and things. I'm not against the themes, um, or the stuff presented in the GTA games, but I, for whatever reason, just don't find them very enjoyable. Um, um, you know, it's, I think it's just, um, that's just not a persona that I enjoy taking on. Whereas with Bully, I feel like there is a redemptive quality to Jimmy Hopkins and, and for that reason, um, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I, I just enjoyed this game a lot 
more. But I can't, again, I can't speak to, you know, the the catalog of Rockstar games that since GTA 3 is the only one I've played. I mean, possibly there are other more sort of sympathetic characters that have been, you know, brought into these sort of situations. Um, but, um, you know, um, to me, you know, like the, the level of violence in, in this game is is so minute compared to, um, you know, the, the other Grand Theft games. And I don't know, for, for me, it's a little more lighthearted and um, just enjoy it more um, than, you know, Grand Theft Auto 3, which is the only thing I can compare it to again. Well, see, I, uh, I typically hold Rockstar games uh, in pretty high regard because I enjoy most of them very much. And uh, I, I did enjoy Bully quite a bit at the end of it despite the problems I had early on. But uh, that being said, I would probably rank this as one of the lesser Rockstar games uh, in my eyes. Um, I think it has a lot to do with um, just kind of the high school theme and setting. Um, it, it's kind of the same thing with Life is Strange. It's just not something that really appeals to me very much. And um, there were a lot of... I felt like for the most part, a lot of the things you were doing for like the first half of the game were just weren't very interesting. Um, it got far more interesting uh in the later half but you know there's just like so many uh fetch quests early on and uh mm-hmm. that, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way but uh you know like i, I mentioned how i kind of missed the, the 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 driving from like a gta game and uh um and i kind of i, I kind of prefer the sort of uh crime drama stories you get uh with with gta and the only games rockstar games that i've played and I have very little experience with this series I've only played the first one a little bit but uh the, the one series I might consider uh to be not quite as good as Bully would be the Manhunt games mm. but I've only played those uh, a little bit but uh um yeah I'm a big fan of GTA and uh, Red Dead Redemption and uh The Warriors is also a very good uh, uh Rockstar sort of 3D beat 'em up done well um, yeah, I've always thought about picking that game up. I see it quite a bit. But. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you should. And I really oh, yeah, enjoy Max Payne 3 as well. You should grab that if you see it cheap. Yeah, yeah Max Payne 2 and 3 are awesome. Um, yeah, I'm not quite... I'm not too as as harsh as you are, Stephen. And, wow, that's easy for me to say. I didn't even finish the game. But, like I said, I got, I got enough into it that that I, you know, understood the mechanics, understood the story, the humor, everything. Um, so I, I do think the game was really good and I, and I would, oh man, I thought about this a lot and my, you know, the punchline of this is that I think Red Dead Redemption is Rockstar's best game, but now I'm thinking where does Bully rank like around the Grand Theft Autos? It's certainly not as good as San Andreas or, grand theft auto 5 but is it more fun than grand theft auto 4 maybe it is is it more fun than grand theft auto 3 or vice city maybe like i would i would kind of rank it like kind of in the middle there yeah i mean now that you mention it i i may rank it higher than maybe gta 3 or 4 um probably not vice city um or San Andreas, and then not five. But uh, I, w- I wasn't trying to sound harsh about the game. I, I you know, I, I mentioned before, I st- kind of went off there that I did really enjoy it. But uh, yeah, that that's. Uh, I'm sorry, that was a poor choice <laughs> of words on, on my part. What, n- no, because when you when you're looking at all Rockstar games and just saying Bully isn't one of right. their best, that's not harsh. Right. That's 
you know, like picking your favorite Beatles album or your least favorite Beatles album or something stupid like that. So yeah, I get, I totally get what you're saying. Um, so yeah, that, that was bully, uh, an, an early, uh, ish rockstar title, open, open world game that kind of put, a a spin on the grand theft auto, uh, formula in a teenager's universe. So thank you for everyone who joined, uh, Steven, I'm going to kick it over to you. So, cause you're hosting our, our June selection on ourgeneration.com. Yeah, so uh, in June we're playing Illusion of Gaia for the Super Nintendo. It's uh, one of my, one of my favorites for the system. It's an action RPG. Um, you control a boy named Will, and he uh, just, just to, to put it simply, uh, he's just he's on an, another adventure to save the world. But uh, one thing that always I found really, very interesting about this game is that uh, you actually go to a lot of real world historical locations so you'll you know find yourself going to uh, the the Great Wall of China and the Egyptian pyramids and you know, places like that so uh, yeah it's a really cool game one of my favorites and uh, I hope a lot of people check that one out I'm looking forward to it Rich have you ever played that not. game? this will be a no, me yeah, first toe dip for me so I'm, I'm excited I've heard good things about this game I know there's a flute, so that gets me jacked. <laughs> <laughs> jacked on the flute. Sounds great. Yeah, no, I'm actually excited to play this as well. I have a physical copy that fell into my lap like way long time ago before I cared about things like Super Nintendo collecting and RPGs and everything. And I also, I have the instruction booklet, which is basically a strategy guide. What? Do either one of you guys have that? <laughs> I do not. No, I don't. No, it's pretty cool. The 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 strategy guy uh, and the instruction booklet itself is basically a full on walkthrough of the game. Hmm. So I'm gonna be digging that out and and using it when I play Very this game. Very cool. So. Very cool. Awesome. So well, once again, uh, thanks, uh, Rich and Stephen, and thanks everybody who's listening. Thanks everybody who played. Please come and check us out on rfgeneration.com. another show thanks again for listening and an extra thanks to everyone who participated in the playthrough and joined us on the forum at rfgeneration.com in june of 2016 steven will be hosting the underrated action rpg the illusion of gaia which is available on the super nintendo entertainment system log on to rfgeneration.com to join us Thank you as always for listening, and we'll see you next time on the RF Generation Playcast. Yeah.